Welcome to the official Jets podcast. We were presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen joined by my partner as always, Bart Scott. Bart, we've had a couple hours to digest it now. Was that a statement win for Robert Sala and the New York Jets taking down the Buffalo Bills? I mean, I I think it is. I mean, I think it's a statement that says, hey, we're here and we're not an easy win. And when we play the way that we can't, we're capable of playing, it wasn't perfect on offense. But you got to think on the other side, you're going to get a great Buffalo Bills defense as well. But if we just stand the fight, we don't turn the ball over like Josh Allen did. There was opportunities for that game to go the other way. But um, credit, big credit to the to the Jets defense, and it wasn't always pretty, right? They have to stop this mugged up look, um, the check to the open side run. Um, it's something that they have to get out of and understand that teams are going to exploit that, especially when you have a running quarterback. Keep that in mind when you go against Justin Fields um, about playing that type of defense where you have a flat line. Uh, but all in all, you know, coming out starting started like here we go. <laughs> with the slip uh, kickoff. Yeah. But um, they bounce back, and, and the defense deserves a lot of credit. And um, those two corners have been playing excellent. And once again, you talk about getting pressure with four, allows you to put more uh, resources into stopping the pass. Diggs comes out with the double move. Everybody settled down, and Zach Wilson had a clean game. Where is this unit defensively right now because they're being asked hey do you guys think you're the top defense in the national football league and when you go out and you play a team like the bills a prolific offensive attack like that and hold them down to 15 uh 17 points excuse me have five sacks of josh allen and dictate play on your terms especially in the second half bills couldn't get anything going in the second half um what do you think about where they're at right now defensively as a unit and maybe where they can become down the stretch? Well, I think when you talk about where they are defensively, I think they're a top five defense and arguably could push to be the best defense or the most um, feared defense. When you think about when they play like that and they have balance, you talk about an eight-minute drive, the long drive going into the half, and then a long drive coming out of the half. What does that do? That keeps that defense rested. That already had a a rotation. You know, we know that Nathan Shepard comes in and Huff comes in kind of in the second half. That's when they get their snaps. And it's like, hold up. Like, <laughs> if, I, if I was there, I'd be like, hold up. I'm not ready to tap out. Um, <laughs> I haven't really played that much. So I'm, I'm good. I, but, you know, that is just a credit to the depth. And Sala talked about how tough it was to continue to keep Huff off uh, of the uh, active, right? When you think about why do you have 10 guys up on the defensive line, it's because you continue to wear that defense, that offensive line out. On the flip side, running the ball wore their defensive line out, and they couldn't really protect themselves because they just didn't have the legs to. When you think about, you know, Michael Carter and Robinson in that last drive, so when you talk about, you know, what's good with this defense, I really can't give the defense all the credit because the time of possession won by the Jets really aided in their ability to stay fresh and have guys like Huff come off the bench because they didn't have to play an extended play in the first half. How were they able to do it? You're speaking to what the offense was able to do there in the fourth quarter. They get the ball at their four-yard line. They run it eight consecutive times to take the ball from the shadow of their own end zone inside the red zone there. How were they able to do it? Because everybody in the stadium knew the Jets were going to run the ball, and the Bills just couldn't stop it. Well, you make the Bills pay the price, right? Remember, the, the, the Bills is, are, are really unique because they use their base defense as a, it's a sub-defense, yeah. right? So, so, like, that's disrespectful. You got tight ends out there 
you got you, you know you got big bodies out there and they think they're going to stop it with a light box you made them pay the price and michael carter may not have the speed of Brees hall or the, the the pure size of james robinson but he's so compact that when you get tired and he's been in the corner you can't get low enough to get to get him so you see a lot of guys running high trying to make tackles and reaching for his shoulder pads He's so stout and so short that he's able to just run through those, right? Because you're too tired. You know, fatigue makes cowards of us all. And you saw that defense tired, and you you, you force guys to make tackles one-on-one. And the fact that they didn't have their two outstanding safeties made it even more difficult because they weren't able to really mix up the coverages. And the Jets did a tremendous job in doing what you always hope you can do. The, Salt the game away by running the football. Yeah, they ran for more than 170 yards. What did you like most, not just running the football, but the game plan specifically with Zach Wilson? Because one thing that you were talking about last week, he can't retreat, he can't retreat. We didn't yes. see we didn't see that Sunday. We saw it on one play, uh, the Von Miller strip sack, but uh, obviously the Jets grab momentum uh, right back with the Sauce Gardner interception. But And you see why I say you can't retreat back because when he steps up, he has options, mm. especially when a team only rushes four. You have two open lanes, and you saw him be able to make plays on third down by stepping up in the pocket and then taking off when he caught the Bills in man-to-man coverage. And that's what you have to do. That's something that he's going to have to repeat when the Patriots come in time because they play him the same way. And now instead of retreating, now you step up into the eye of the hurricane and I tell you what, it's sunshine and roses inside the eye of the hurricane. It's on the edges of the hurricane we get hit with debris and get hit with scrap. Yeah, he had better eyes, don't you think, throughout the game? It seemed like he was comfortable in that pocket. But again, yes. the ball was coming out quick. Yeah, the ball was coming out quick, right, decisive. And, 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 and shout out to uh, Garrett Wilson for uh, being able to win immediately. And, you know, LaFleur is doing a good job in moving him around so teams can't just dictate that he's on the outside and, and set their defense. You know, you would like to see some more guys get involved. But right now, you know, you, you worry about that, you know, coming back, how to find ways to get other guys opportunities in space. You know, Mims had one catch, but it was a big catch. And using his big body, his big frame, and, you know, when he's able to perform and come through in a clutch like that, then you build trust and it's something to grow upon. And you put them in more situations. And then before you know it, you have five or six guys that just – the ball is spread around. I mean, we, we, we saw the best that does it last night in, in Patrick Mahomes and how he does it. And it, it's like it's, it's tough to defend when you have everybody rolling and everybody involved, you know, and I think the team benefits, and that's the next step. Uh, speaking of big bodies, we'll have to see where the Jets are on the injury front, but it sounded like they're thinking Max Mitchell and George Fant going to be back after the bye. Corey Davis hasn't played the last two games He's that big-bodied baller, as Salah says, on the outside. And he's going to help the run game as well because he's one of the best-blocking receivers in the National Football League. And that's a guy we've seen Wilson have a lot of trust in throughout here uh, his first two seasons in the National Football League. It's going to be tough, right, because those are um, high-end problems, (laughs) right, because somebody's going to have to go down. I think Herbig has done a tremendous job. I mean, he's a little road grader. He's feisty. He's he's big in there, and he's been a big part of the run game. So now you you have depth, and now you be able to you know now practice is real because now practice is a is a competition because you want to be up. 
So you, you got to make sure that you, you, you're available. And then luxury is if, if guys are dinged or hurt, you have trust that, okay, they can just take this game off and get healthy because you have a viable backup behind you. Are the no guys pressing and risking getting hurt you know, long term. Are the Jets ahead of schedule right now at six and three? I mean, come on, man. Like their win total was five for the year. <laughs> of course, they're ahead of schedule. But now you got to keep the main thing the main thing because now you're going to be the hunted. So coming back and thinking about the the, the future, you got the you got the Pats. You should be looking for revenge there. But now, man, if you look at that Chicago team, that's not an easy out anymore. The way that Justin Fields is playing, and you, you know that's that's a harder game. Minnesota, right? They're seven and one. So, I mean, the, the, the goal is to get to 10. You want to get to 10 as fast as you can. And that's just saying, hey, man, we can start dreaming about something that we didn't think we were going to be able to dream of, and that's the playoff. And um, how great that would be for this team to get in the playoffs. When you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. But also just getting that type of experience and getting a taste of what the playoffs is all about and something to build on. And like like I said, this time last year, you know, the Jets were trying to figure themselves out, and you know, they did a great job in flipping this roster. But I believe a guy like Tyreek Hill shunned the Jets because he looked at what they were working with the year before and he didn't think that it was good for his future. Now you talk about going into the offseason, if I'm a free agent or if I'm a guy that's looking to be traded or asking to be traded, I'm saying, listen, this is a young team with a lot of money, a lot of drive capital, and they're at the beginning of a run. I want to add to the beginning of that run. And the, the Jets have just made themselves a destination. And that's what this year is about. If they can get to the postseason, finish with 10, 11 wins, man, the rich get richer because next year you're going to be able to add to that talent, you know, maybe some you know, some some veteran pieces. Yep. The same way that Miami was able to do this offseason. They were just one season or two seasons behind Miami, but, man, they've closed the gap this fast. But they're right there head-to-head with Miami with all the money that they spent, with all the draft capital they've spent in previous years. And if you're able to catch them in one offseason – to be able to talk about talent acquisition because they've done a great job in drafting talent. But, man, you know, they, the Jets still need a big, greasy, fat snack <laughs> right there in the middle. And, you know what I mean? It, they'll be able to say, okay, now they can go and look for that guy and be able to build and make this defense even deeper. And then on the offensive side, man, you got you got luxury problems. Becton coming back has to be forced to, to live up to the expectations because now they say we can win without you. You got Elijah Vera Tucker coming back in 23-2, Brees Hall. I mean, the list goes on and on as far as how talented this roster is. You think it's the beginning of a run, um, and what we're seeing on the field really speaks to that. And again, you can make the argument that the Jets have easily one of the top three or four most talented young rosters in the National Football League, easily. Now, let me ask you about the division now, the snapshot. The Bills 6-2, and 0-2 oh inside the division. They lost to the Miami Dolphins on the road. They lose to the Jets on the road. You have both the Jets and the Dolphins sitting there at 6-3, and three, and then the Patriots there at 5-4. and four. How is this thing going to shake out? I mean, you got to take care of business. It's a must-win against New England. You can't allow them to, to tie you in the win total by beating you twice, Right. You got you. That's that's a desperate game. You got to go out there and you got to you. You can't imagine if you lose that game with, to them, you can mm-hmm. arguably be in last place in the division. So 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 you got you got to come back and you got to take care of business inside the division there. Then you have to let Miami know that it wasn't a fluke because they're going to have Tua Tunga by lower back. It's going to be a lot more difficult to beat them than it was the first time. 
and then the Bills will have revenge on their mind. So you have to, you know, winning the division isn't out of the realm, right? And it, the beauty is the Jets are so deep that they can sustain injuries. When you look at the other guys that we mentioned, the other teams that we mentioned, Miami, um, even um, New England, they don't have the depth that the Jets have. The Jets have tremendous depth. It's not a huge backup. So, like, those guys are going to have to stay healthy. The Jets have already been unhealthy, and they're starting to get back healthy. Yes, you won't have Bear Tucker, you won't have Beckham, you won't have Brees Hall, but to get Fant back, I mean, who knows? You can go into these big packages where Fant can play tight end and be the extra guy for the run game. Helps your short yard, your, your short yardage and goal line. And all those, you know, things that you that you try and do, that's an added weapon to a, a guy that plays at a high level. Okay, so I just read the division off to you, but what do you think about the landscape of the entire AFC? Because let's go Baltimore five and three, Cincinnati five and four, Tennessee, who gave Kansas City all sorts of fits last night, five and three, the Chiefs six and two, the Chargers five and three, and then all those teams in the AFC East. What do you think about this conference? I mean, listen, it's a deep conference, right? They can go either way because those Bengals are starting to play at an unbelievable level. If you look at what Joe Mixon does yesterday with five titles, I mean, tied five touchdowns, and Jamar Chase is going to come back. Defensively, they're a super solid team. You can put that defense in the top ten as well, right? So, I mean, I think in you know, Baltimore, you have to be careful with Baltimore because Baltimore, to me, is a more refined um, version of the Tennessee Titans. They play an ugly physical brand of football, and they got reinforcements coming too. When you think about a Joe Boo, you think about uh, uh, Titus uh, Bowser, you know, they're going to get healthy. And they got, they're got they getting two more pass rushers, so now they're going to have depth at the pass rushing position with Justin Houston and Owe. And so so you have to make sure that you're ready to, for that too because Lamar Jackson can be special at any time. Let's see what Deshaun Jackson has left. But, you know, it's a deep, you know, just imagine last night if they had Tannehill and they were able to have a bit of a pass right. game with King and how nasty that team is and how physical that team is. That's a tough out too, and they're going to host a they're going to host a game at least a, the first one because they're going to win the division. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, the AFC South. I mean, if you're comparing that to the AFC East, you just can't. I mean, uh, this yeah, but they're one. They're one good team can beat anybody. Yeah, yeah, really impressive the way they went in there in to Kansas City. Ten times. Yeah, and if Mahomes. If Mahomes doesn't pull off his magic, they lose that game. But we get used to Mahomes pulling out his magic. Um, so biggest surprise, I've asked you this before, but as far as the New York teams, do you think both the New York teams are headed for the postseason here? I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, listen, I think the Jets, if they beat the Dolphins, I mean, I mean the, the Jets, I think, have a, a – well, the AFC, the NFC East has an easy schedule too. You think about strength of schedule, but you thinking? I'm thinking Jacksonville is a must win. Detroit's a must win. Uh, Chicago is a must win. And Chicago, that gets you ten. Ten gonna get you in. Uh, when you think about, you know, Chicago, they they still have to play each other. They really haven't played each other within that division. I'm sorry, not Chicago, um, the, the the Giants. But it could be one of those seasons where you get both the teams in. But I think the Jets are more dangerous because they have more playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I think so too. You played with Revis and Crow. 
what does Gardner and Reed allow this defense to do differently in terms of Sal is always talking about, hey, listen, we have those guys on the outside, so they kind of allow us a little bit more freedom to do different things in our coverage schemes. Well, first of all, let me talk about DJ Reed, man, because I feel like he doesn't get enough credit. Okay. I think people don't talk about he's playing at an all-pro level, not Pro Bowl level, all-pro level. And I think he's very deserving of those awards because everything that Sauce is doing, he's equally doing, you know, um, and he's coming down. And, I mean, you talk about physical in the run, with the hit he put on Judy a couple weeks ago. You talk about stride for stride with Diggs, getting his head around, making plays on the ball. Yeah, I think he's very deserving, and I think he should be mentioned up there, you know, in the all-pro type of status, right? So, you know, it starts there. And I think he's teaching, you know, what a great mentor for – uh, a guy like Sauce to have to be able to teach him how to be a professional, how to prepare. We forget, you know, how his season started off with a heavy heart, man, losing his father, man. And you just root for a kid like that, man. It just continues to to to, to work hard and do everything right, man. And he's a joy to watch, right? And he's you talk about you ask me like what what's a jet? That's a jet right there. Mm. Man. Perseverance, consistency, leadership, you know, professionalism. You know, he's everything that, you know, you will hope to have in a teammate and a, and a player. Uh, but, you know, you talk about Sauce, he's, listen, he, he, I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe it's a cool nickname, but he get away with a lot of stuff. <laughs> he, he's going to have to clean, clean up just a little bit yesterday. You know, he didn't really get his head around on that pass to Gabe Davis. But listen, you know, it's time for the Jets to get some favorable calls. Not that I thought it was passing the fringe, but usually, you know, if Gabe Davis maybe would have came back for that, you know, that that could have been went a different way and been a huge call. Um, he he's playing at a high level, man, and he's been challenged. And you know, you think about how the game started with Diggs with the double move. You know, he didn't he didn't hang his hat. Next play, the confidence still reigned, and um, he had a tremendous play. I mean, how instinctive it is to turn around, roll off of that that zone coverage, and make a big play right after you know Zach had had lost the football. Do you see similarities between this defense and the defense that? you played on here and you thrived in uh, from this vantage point only because schematically totally different. Yeah, schematically totally different. Totally yeah. different. But just listen to this. As far as how physical these units are because I feel like the Jets go around popping people and those guys are going to be feeling it. The Buffalo Bills are going to be feeling that throughout the yeah. week. Whether that be Josh Allen going down the Jets linebackers are thumping out there. Mosley, Black Hammer, and you can you know you can say that's you can say that CJ Mosley, and you can say you know Quinn is, is myself. You know, land a hammer, the hit stick. You know, Eric Eric Smith was a, a knockout artist. You know, so you know it's a lot of similarities when you think about the physicality, and you know people knowing that they've been in a football game when you play the Jets. I think that's true for the past and true for the present. Yeah, it's definitely going to carry over when you play the Jets. I mean, they're one of the toughest teams in the NFL right now, and they're establishing that identity that Salah wants. And I go back to that drive where they did run it at the end of the game. Salah always says, a former defensive coordinator, there's nothing worse than getting run on. And the Jets... It's Yeah, can you speak to that? Because it didn't happen to you much. it's it's (laughs) It's like taking your manhood. It's like, you know, it's like, okay, we're running here and we're going to win the football game, and we don't think you guys can stop it. We're going to continue to run it. We're not going to put the ball at risk because we know that we can get first downs, and it's absolute. You can blitz. You can bring in big bodies, big personnel, and it can't. It won't. It, you can't help it. Like, so just take this, 
watch the clock go off and physically know that I'm more man than you, that I'm tougher than you, because it ain't about schematics. At this point, it's about me coming downhill and moving you against your will. And that is a, it's a tough pill to swallow. What do you think of Jermaine Johnson? He made that big sack in the fourth quarter. If that play doesn't happen, who knows where we're at? Because yeah. they're at 17-17, first and 10 at midfield, and then he puts them in a negative down-and-distance situation. But everybody talks about his speed up from a pass-rushing position. Yeah. And, and his length, right? You talk about the 6'10 uh, wingspan. He needed every bit of that 6'10 to be able to grab Josh Allen. You know, if somebody else is there, maybe not as much foot speed, you know, Josh Allen circles the defense, runs for one of these 30-yard passes where he fakes the pump fake and, you know, puts defenders in dilemmas because he's, he's, he's still a threat to keep his eyes downfield. So you have to be plastic to your man. And then he takes off, and now he's in space, you know, running full speed. So, I mean, you talk about you know, Jermaine Johnson, like body type, right, 6'5 or 6'5, but you know, Jermaine Johnson a little bit faster, a little bit more athletic, and that athleticism allows him to bend the corner be able to track him down. What should Sala be saying to these guys before they depart here one Jets drive and get a little uh, rest and recuperation yeah. before they come back? Yeah. Get, get away. Get away. Forget about the game, but still watch football. Still, you know, pay attention a little bit. You know, get refreshed. Heal up. You know, go to a beach. Get some massages. You know, spend some time with your family, your kids. But then when you come back, understand that the mission is not complete. And that, you know, the second half is when we make our run. It's, you know, you know, we still got receipts to collect in the show. And, um, you know, it starts with being able to win this division. We're trying to win the division. We don't, we can play the Buffalo Bills and make sure that the Bills have the same record that we have. We can beat the Dolphins and put them behind us in schedule. We need to sweep our division coming back. We need to make sure that we win the games that we're supposed to win, which are, which are, which are all of them. Where's we don't the, have to lose the game. Where's the Madbacker's favorite bye week destination? Oh, man. You don't want to go too far. Yeah. Right? So Turks and Caicos, uh, Bahamas, uh, Tulum, if you want. Now, you know I mean, now Tulum wasn't something that was big when I was there. You want to go down to the DR? You want to stay with some one of the, you know, the, the islands that's close. You know, if you want to go to St. Bart, St. Kitts, or something like that, that's a little farther. You want to, you want to like a two to three hour flight and be able to have fun, come back, because you do have practice and you don't want to lose your legs a little bit. Still try and, you know, get a jog in, get a little things going. Because when you sit still, that's when the, the lactic acid sits down and the scar tissue set up. So make sure you still get a little run. You don't want that scar tissue to start selling. Get you a nice massage, drink a Mai Tai or two, and um, relax. Yeah, but you're not getting no run in. We know you don't like to run. You, you be in the ring, getting uh, doing your jump yeah, so, rope. No cardio. I would take my. I would probably take my jump rope. Yep. And hit, hit the bag and jump rope a little bit, and probably get on the uh, the lift. Thanks, brother. My pleasure.